0: 100.3 FM, KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Cattingill. Hello, sports fans. Well, hello there.
1: Local sports, national sports. The GCAT has got you covered.
0: Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend.
1: Time to tee it up and let it fly. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Cattingell.
2: Check it out, Joe. Oh, something else. It is another week. Though the Sports Hangover National Championship night in men's basketball. South Carolina winning the ladies' title last night. Hells, they were back in action. Uh, didn't go so well. 119 100 I was the final. You know what I'm not even caring about last night. I'm going back to Friday. That's what I will lead with. We got plenty to get into today. Rafael Esparza 115 Marlon Favorite 215. Um 130 Chip Patterson CBSsports.com. We will talk about the National Championship game what an unbelievable Saturday. I thought it was at least the second game, right? That's kind of what you you were hoping for, you were thinking. Tiger Woods practicing. Looks like he's going to try to give it a go for the Masters this week. It's just we got a ton really to get into, including the fact that the Pells with the win tomorrow at Sacramento, could clinch a spot in the play-in tournament. We'll get into all of that and more, 800-998-1003. Is the way to chime into your conversation. Also, you can tweet at us at ESPN Radio Nola. No doubt we have a lot, as I mentioned, to kind of touch on, including the fact that the Saints made a move or two over the weekend, which we'll talk about here or there. Um, still some of y'all, including poor Ralph Marlborough, not, not, um, not enough, not enough is, um, essentially what he sort of feels in terms of what the Saints are doing or lack thereof. And, you know, it, it kind of is what it is from a certain standpoint, but one of the things that we can touch on, um, and again, just to kind of make it, you know, I don't know, to make it feel a little bit better, I, I guess, um, from one aspect of it is the fact that today the Saints can technically get back uh, in the dome. I mean, not the dome, in the facility. That's right. So the off-season programs and dates up and running. So the Saints can get into the facility for rehab and working out. Rehab and working out. No practices, nothing of that nature, but you, you can go do that. Over the weekend, the team putting out the – I guess off-season dates and things that you would uh like to see over the weekend and and have an idea of when all of these teams can get back into shape and you know work out bump ramp up to OTAs r- regardless. So here it is April 4th. Again remember they have a new head coach so Miami can start today giants can start today if you have a, a, a new head coach you get a week ahead of everybody else essentially uh so new orleans first day today in other words michael thomas anybody and everybody this new orleans Saints is eligible to come in and rehab work out use the facility do all those different things voluntary minicamp april 25th through the 27th. ota off-season workouts May 24th through the 26th, May 31st through June 2nd, June 7th through the 10th. Now, you remember what that's like. My guess is we're going to go back to what that used to be. That's that Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday workout regimen where it's practice, no contact. But you do get the work in the last couple of years. They haven't done it. Two years ago because of COVID, last year, Sean kind of felt he didn't need it. I thought they needed it. They need it this year. That's me. Remember, I went back and forth with Maddie. Maddie's like, relax. I'm like, no, they need it. Um... Mandatory minicamp is June 14th through the 16th. So that's your off-season dates. Today, first day, It can get over there, work out, get the rehab going, see how everybody's at. Um, it's not mandatory. It's voluntary. And as Nick Underhill, New Orleans, that football said earlier today and several other people that cover a team, you're going to see players going in and out, getting checked out, getting uh use out of the facility over there. That voluntary minicamp, April 25th through 27th. Um, that, again, because a new team, you're able to take advantage of that. If you're a team that's had a regular coach, you don't have that voluntary mini-camp option. So the Saints can take advantage of that. That could be the first time that you can get out there and start getting some work in with some of these players. Again, I'm Dennis Allen. I would take advantage of that. OTA, May 24th, then the week of the 31st, then the week of the 7th. And then the mandatory minicamps the week after that The 14th through the 16th So there's your Saint dates We'll get into P.J. Williams, defensive lineman signing with the team here as well 800 998 One of my questions of the day is real simple today Who you got tonight? Do you have Kansas? Do you have North Carolina? Unbelievable Um, I, I think Game Saturday nights, no doubt about it It was one of those things where you look and hope, right, that it's going to be everything that's amped up to be. Jordan and I were walking up and down Poydras. We went through fan fests, kind of get a sense and feel. And we'll join him here. He'll join us, rather, at 1245, and you can kind of get his perspective of it, too. But I just felt like most of the day I kept commenting on, it's nothing but Duke and North Carolina fans here. And sure, we saw Villanova fans, and yes, we saw Kansas fans, but I would say overwhelmingly, at least to me, it felt like it was oh, those two that were heavily represented. And you're sitting there and you're watching it, and it was what you wanted it to be. So few times do you anticipate a game and hope that it is a certain way that it turns out that way. And I think it did. Some are saying it was better than than they thought it was going to be. Of course, immediately afterwards, many people saying it was the best game that you've seen. Again, the other national championship game. Most Duke threads, social media postings that you saw. Um, the fact that they could send Coach K out with the loss. Both in the regular season and in the postseason here in the tournament. They're good. They're good. Jerry Stackhouse, who's now the Vandy coach, UNC guy, he had this to say this morning on ESPN.
3: My son went to UNC. He's 25, and I, I saw on his Instagram post, he doesn't even care about the game tonight. The only thing he cared about was beating Duke because, again, he's still there, and for those people that's in that area, it's more about the bragging rights. You had to be good to go up two on them, but we're already up one on them. So, you know, we, we, we feel safe. They still got to get another one just to tie us.
4: Woo-hoo!
3: So I think for, we, we, we definitely that. want to get the separation. We, we want to get the separation, but man, to 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 take care of business at Cameron to come to the Final Four on the biggest stage and you know send K off the way that he did to beat Duke for a lot of folks that's already the national champion. It's just going to be a cherry on the top to to, to get Kansas tonight.
2: See, that, that, that's what I'm saying. Uh, to many people, they they feel like that is uh, the thing here. Um. Next segment, we'll get into where the Pels are, that massive win uh, against the Lakers on Friday. But here's Jay Billis along with both head coaches, Bill Self and Herbert Davis, previewing tonight's matchup in the national championship game.
3: The emotion that was expended in the semifinal. How do you go from put that aside and move on to the next thing and is is that a hurdle that you have to deal with? i don't think it's a hurdle it's 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 something that has to be done i'm very you know my communication style i'm very direct straightforward i don't speak in vagueness or interpretations and the reality is we're playing kansas for the national championship game and so it's best use that time to focus on our preparation, and our practice so that we can play our best on Monday night. I've always talked about the guys that uh, ignore all the sideshow distractions, keep your eyes straight ahead and what's straight ahead is the Kansas Jayhawks. I heard you had put a, a picture of the Superdome in the players' locker before the season as the the destination for the team. Middle of the season, did you still believe that the superdome was was your destination? I did. I knew we would have a chance. I told the team that. I don't think the assistants believed me, but I believed it. I felt like for us to have a chance, we would have to be committed much better on the defensive end. It's pretty cool to be able to talk about it in September, and as is a hope and a dream, and now it's it's almost a reality.
1: KU is
0: all the way through to the national championship game.
3: You, you've heard this a lot when, when guys like me talk about Kansas. They'll say, well this may not be bill self's most talented team. So when 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 you hear that, you say, but it's my most what team?
5: Uh maybe together team. Uh I don't think this is our most talented team. Uh but I don't think I've ever had a team that, you know, this is coach speak. But I I've, I've never had a team like each other more than this one. Uh, I've never had a team that I think is more connected. I think that uh We've got the least amount of attention for a
3: really good team that I've ever had in KV. We talk about history a lot, and for you as a coach, uh, you're in the Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame, you've won a national title, Final Fours, but winning multiple titles, what would that mean for you personally as a coach?
5: Well, I think it would, uh, uh I think it would validate, uh, the successes you've had as a coach. But, from the view of others, uh, uh, I think getting getting a second one will will, will will validate a lot of conference championships, validate a lot of of number one seats. You know, uh, those aren't the things you talk about at the end of the day. What you talk about, do you cut down nets? and and uh, uh, it, it it would mean a lot to me personally, but more so than that, coaching of Kansas, uh, having the chance to bring home another championship where, the advantage of the game is your first coach. That, that carries the weight with me.
2: So there you go. A little preview of what's coming up tonight. And I'd love to know who you got. 81-77 was the final in that game. So many back on Saturday, b- big shots back and forth, missed free throws that were big late in the game. Um, Caleb loves three-pointer at the top of the key. Just, I, just, I mean, again, it was shot after shot. I, Poor I, Jordan was sitting to my right, and I believe his left arm has gotta be bruised. I was just elbowing him left and right. What basically seemed like every single every single play, it was is incredible. case you're wondering, Kansas a four-point favorite going in tonight's matchup against North Carolina. So it's a one 8 battle in the dome, and like I said. Love to hear from you. 800 998 through who you like. And really, if you want to go back to that game on Saturday, I'm trying to think, and I heard uh, the folks this morning on ESPN kind of saying the same thing, just trying to come up with games that sort of matched the the intensity or, you know, just the hype, the hype of what it meant. I, you know, obviously, look, it is what it is. The Northeast national media is going to be that way. They brought up Brady's return to Foxborough. I mean, that's not on the same level to me. I, I, if it was like a playoff game or if that was the Super Bowl where Brady first, you know, comes, uh, plays his first time against the Patriots and it's in the Super Bowl or playoffs, sure. Regular season game, you can't compare the two. I mean, that's just me. You can't compare to me, North Carolina and Duke for a shot at the national title game in the final four in front of 70,000. And it was. It, it absolutely was 70,000. Um, when you sat there on the floor and looked around and you did the panoramic, man, it was, uh, it's incredible to, to, to hear from both sides and, and to really see that. So, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm trying to think of other matchups and games that, that had that, that hype and intensity. Like, we're going to get to it next segment. You know, the, the Lakers-Pels game, but that's that's local, right? Like, we couldn't wait for Friday. And we sure enjoyed Friday night, early Saturday morning. But no one probably outside of New Orleans did. I mean, you understand I'm saying maybe some San Antonio folk, but not to that level. Again, you, you didn't have 70,000. And so I – Put your thinking caps on. Shoot them to me at ESPN Radio. No, or you can call in as well. But I'm trying to think of other games that match that level of intensity and have that sort of national notoriety. I, I'm not a North Carolina guy. I didn't go to school there. I didn't go to school at Duke. I know friends and people that have attachments and ties there, right? Juan Kincaid, Way out on last week, Will Gillery's a UNC guy. The Graf and Mrs. Graf. Uh, you know, she went to Duke. So, I mean, I, there, there's, there's people you know, but you still watch that, right? I'm, go back a couple years ago when they had Zion every single time Duke played. We would tell you, you know, but again, there was an, there was a reason for it. Um, when those two teams play at Chapel Hill Cameron indoor, you tend to tune in because it's always a heck of a game most of the time, but I'm trying to think honestly. And I'm having trouble coming up with other games that that sort of here's the hype, something big is on the line, and it matters so much to one side of this fan base. Again, I I thought I was mislistening or not understanding Friday when we last spoke about this to to, to UNC fans, they're good, like they're good, they're good if they don't win tonight. It's just crazy to me. Like you can win a national championship today, but they're like we're good. Like, that was – and you saw the tears, players crying with their parents. But like, for UNC and on the other side, too, Um, when I was stuck in the parking garage for an hour and a half with Jordan <laughs> – the Duke fans were it, it was a soul crushing loss to them. It was an emotional loss. So I'm trying to think about that. Let's have that conversation. When we come back though let's relive it. Yeah, Sure they lost yesterday in LA but on Friday the Pelicans won and it was fantastic. Four games to go for the Pels. They can still clinch on any one of those when they get a W. So we will do that next. It's the Sports Tango from your home for Pelicans Basketball ESPN
6: New Orleans. Riding around in the well, it's alright If you live the life you please Well, it's alright spring the best you
0: Set yourself up for success when planning your next event. Whether it be a festival, Mardi Gras rodeo, or outdoor music venue, Joe's Septic Contractors knows that it's important to cover your bases well before the days of your event. Joe's Septic Contractors can supply 1810 three-and-two stall restroom air-conditioned trailers anytime, anywhere, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Planning an event? Visit Joe Septic at viscom.net with locations in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fouchon, Abbeville, and Reserve.
5: always on the run and short on cash with a state bank and trust company debit card you can pay for goods and services without the need for cash in your pockets or the hassle of writing checks available on all consumer and commercial checking account holders call or stop by any state bank and trust location for all the details state bank and trust company cajun banking served just the way you like it
1: member fdic Now back to the sports hangover with Gus Katangal.
2: Oh man, let's do it. Let's go back to Friday nights. Didn't look good. Lakers came out playing well. I just couldn't get going offensively. And then somehow, some way, I'm sitting there like six and a half, seven minutes to go in the fourth. My, like, you only know, only down four. Like you, you might be able to get this here. And they get to three. They get to four. My. You know what? You can steal it. Go get it. And, and and I'm watching this, and the more I kept looking at him, I'm like, man, the, the game is there to be had. And this happens.
6: Angle drives
2: in.
1: Kick it out to McCullum, Extra pass. Jonas up top for three. Tie game. Wow! What a shot by Valentinus. JV to the rescue. My swing pass. He doesn't hesitate.
2: Yeah, it was uh, a big shot, <laughs> to say the least. Um, Tying that game. And, you know, what a wait, what a wait, 252 to play. And at that point, like, all right, let's go get it. And then the Pels, I'm trying to think. Obviously, it was really early in the game that they last had the lead, if they even had it. And B.I.,
1: courtesy of it. Now Davis teardrop. Back iron. No. Rebound Jonas. Tie game with 235 to go. Ingram. Right of the lane, left hand dribble, bump, teardrop, down. Oh yes, sir. Yes, sir. Dotted line and down. Be in your eye. Twenty nine for Ingram. Two point lead. Two twenty to go. <laughs> Did you hear
4: JD?
2: Be in your eye, Ingram. Um, I'm just gonna. I I I was going back and forth with Christian Clark uh on Saturday, and we were talking about the win on Friday. I'm like, dude, I. I had become like Eddie Murphy Raw. It was I I need to slap a parental advisory sticker on me at that moment. After Jonas is three, pretty much every other word was an expletive. On that point, it was everything followed by the F word. I mean I I'm just being honest with you. I I was invested by every possession, every miss, bleep that, bleep you, bleep and right. I mean it that that that's how I was it, watching the game at the house my wife staring at me like what's wrong with you um i just i that was i enjoyed it i enjoyed it like i said uh judge me and i'm fine with it but i'm enjoying it and then of course the graph got to make the final
1: call gonna get it in the augustine back to Monk, left wing switches to the right hand hook pass to lebron shot fake two seconds one second triple pump free ball. No good! There you go. No good! There you go. Handle your business, Pelicans. The game is over. This one belongs to the Pelicans. They turned the lights out on us at (laughs) shoot-around, and we might have just turned the lights out on the Lakers' season. It is very possible that the Pelicans just... Drew a chalk outline around the Lakers season. Well, the Lakers
2: lost yesterday to Denver. So, it doesn't look good for them. Labo back on Friday. The big picture
3: is that it was a pretty much a must win for us and uh, we didn't get the job done. You know, we had great opportunities throughout the night and we didn't make enough plays down the stretch while they did. Um, so that's the, that's the big picture. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I didn't make uh enough play. look, bottom line, when that three went up, right? How many of us were like, oh no? Um it, it was pretty incredible. I enjoyed it. Now you heard in the bite, by the way. You heard in the bite that they practiced with the lights out. Like the lights turn out there, they're shoot around somehow, some way. I, I guess the people in Los Angeles forgot that they were there. I know, I, I, I don't even know how that happens. <laughs> I, I honestly, I, I honestly don't even know how that happens. Um, so yeah. Um, and then. On top of that, which again is, it doesn't happen. I, I mean, I guess you can say it was an accident. Uh, I don't know. The thing is on a time really. I, I don't know how that happens. I don't know how you don't have a switch or a button. I mean, the pels right shoot around the lights go out. Like I, so I don't, you call it gamesmanship. I, I don't know. And the thing that was incredible to me was AD after the game mentioning Pelicans social media and how much fun, you know, and they do things that, you know, to him it's just another game. It's just another team. It just happened to be New Orleans, but that apparently Pells fans and the Pelicans get really excited when they beat them. I mean, you, you want to talk about just tone deaf. There's a reason that fan base just cannot connect with that guy uh, aside from the injuries and things that nature. It's, it's that kind of mindset and, and attitude. I just, again, he wanted his legacy. He has it all right. That is for sure. Uh, yesterday, he was left asking questions or answering uh, about, uh, his injuries and what could have been and whether or not it's fair to be critical of him with those injuries. I, again, that's just what he's going through. So, you know, I, I, I don't know how else you can look at that, but there's, there's some words that you can use. I mean, I, you're really turning off the lights. Again, I don't know if that happens by accident. I just, I, I'm not saying that it can't. I'm not ruling it out, but. <laughs> all right. So look, all I know is this. Willie Green said it after the game that it motivated him and they did. So they went out. They took care of the business. That was good. Again, last night, couldn't get the W, um, had a chance to clinch, but. The Clippers, and we talked about this on Friday. Because, look, you you got your win on Friday. And that's great and that's nice. Now they got to worry about getting in if they even can. Pels need to start transitioning as to moving on. You got to win two games now in order to get the right to face the Phoenix Suns. Congratulations. But in order to do that, you got to play better and you got to take care of your business. Problem is, some of these teams are going to be facing here in that play-in. They're tough. They're all tough. Obviously, it's the playoffs and things in nature. Paul George makes the Clippers better. Duh. And you saw it yesterday. I I watched that game, especially at the start, where you can just kind of get that sense and feel. All right, it's either there or not. I mean, they started the game eight for eight for three. I that like that also doesn't normally happen, right? I mean when they literally cannot miss a shot. From downtown, and Paul George is walking up the court, crosses them and pfft, fires it. I mean, I, again, don't know what you can sort of do from that aspect of it. And we can talk a little bit about that as well. And was the same energy able to be expended? Again, that was a very emotional win on Friday. Now that was a playoff atmosphere. That team, the Lakers, their backs against the wall. You know what you're playing against. You know who you're playing against. LeBron has a shot to tie at the end. I mean, it it's a lot. Here's Willie Green after the game. If that may be
1: carried over, it does factor in. But like you said, we we can't use that as an excuse. Um, great win against the Lakers the other night. Um, that's the NBA. You got to turn around and do it again pretty quickly and. You know, I just thought, like I said, they were a half a step faster than us. We made some some costly turnovers, but they really shot the three ball well. So,
2: again, when they uh can knock down the shots the way they do, it's going to be tough to overcome that many threes being made. And for the Pelicans, you knock down nine, they knock down 21. Do the math. 21 times three, nine times three in the difference of a game that you lost by 19. So, Look to me, it's one of those. It was their night. I mean, I don't know how else to really look at that. I mean, Paul George was five of seven. Um, he finished with 15 points. It's crazy. You, you thought he'd have had a lot more. All five makes were threes. You chalk that up as, let's say that's not normal. It kind of maybe doesn't happen, right? Um, you, you take a look at. Marcus Morris, who has, what, four threes as well. He finished with 22. I just, I don't know. Again, T-Wolves, Clippers, likely be, if you can get past your play-in game as well. All you know is you you got four. You got to take it. You got to get in first. Got to get in. T-Wolves and Clippers are 7-8 right now. So that's where you're going. And it's spells and Spurs. The Spurs now a two-game lead over the Lakers. Um, I don't know. I, I, I just look at it as it happened. Now you got to go take care of Sacramento and you then can now just focus on moving forward. I mean, I, again, I enjoyed it. It was fun for me and we'll see what happens moving forward, but Brandon Ingram after the game on what you can take away from a game. Again, it was only 19. That, that game never felt like you were really in it, even though, I mean, again, a 19 point defeat is a 19 point defeat, but just, you know, never kind of felt you were sort of in it. But this would be B.I. I said afterwards.
7: Of course. Um, I think just for our growth, I think this is, um, I'm glad that this happened tonight. Um, we were on a high. Um, everything was, um, really, really good and bumps in a row is cause for growth, you know. We have to have an urgency in every single game that we play. And it's going to um, build confidence for our next game. It's going to um, build for, for what we have in, in, in these next couple games going into the play-in. And um, I'm happy it was tonight so we can have an urgency in these next um, three or four games and be really, really good.
2: A little bit more about this locker room here as well. Then when we come back, we'll hit on some of the things that took place when it comes to your New Orleans Saints in terms of the signing again today. First day. Saints players can get into the facility. Worry about their rehab, workout, uh, get looked at, things of that nature. No practice just yet. But, again, those dates came out. And we'll go over those again in case you missed it at the top of the hour. 800-998-1003 is the number to call. You want to hear from you Pels fans. What was it like? That game on Friday. You ready for tomorrow? They can clinch against the Kings. Uh, I love the fact that you got the national championship game here in New Orleans as well. Did you go? You were part of the seventy thousand on Saturday, or at least did you watch? What would you think of the game? Love to hear from you. It's the Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans.
4: I get up.
3: At Thibodeau Regional, we're proud to announce we've received Health Grade's 2017 Outstanding Patient Experience and Patient Safety Excellence Awards. Once more, we're the only hospital in Louisiana to achieve both awards four years in a row. Why should this matter? Because it confirms two things, our commitment to quality and your satisfaction, both very important when it comes to your family's health care thibodeau regional once again recognized by Healthgrades for providing outstanding quality care for more info go to thibodeau.com
4: wonder if you should get tested for colorectal cancer well it's the second leading cancer killer in the u.s and screening helps prevent it so if you're 50 or older it's time even if it doesn't run in your family most often colorectal cancer occurs in people with no family history And it doesn't always cause symptoms, especially early on. So don't wait for symptoms to get tested. Screening helps prevent the disease by finding precancerous polyps so they can be removed. Remove the polyp, prevent the cancer. Screening also helps find colorectal cancer early when treatment works best. You might be thinking, oh no, not that test. But here's the thing, you have options. There's more than one screening test. Talk to your doctor to find the one that's right for you. No more excuses. If you're over 50, get tested. Because colorectal cancer screening really does save lives. A message from HHS and CDC's Screen for Life campaign. Good
0: afternoon. Good afternoon. Only one performance a day. Let's get this show on the road, eh?
1: Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Katangal. Inside
3: 30 overall.
1: Love. Ooh. Top of the key. Oh! Big time delivery. The shot of the night. To this point, as Roach answers back with a quick two. One of pound right away. Remember, Duke's out of time. I He's got ready. How about that shot? This will only be a one-on-one at the other end. A logo. Delivery. Woo.
2: I was waiting for onions. Um, you <laughs> it's... The game with that. that. That was just ridiculous. I mean, that game was so much fun, just back and forth. It, it was incredible um, to see that take place, obviously, in person. But I'd love to hear from you 800 1003 if you were actually there or you heard it yourself uh, or watched it, rather, heard it and she thought about it. One of the things that I, I, again, I keep bringing up is the reaction by a lot of people that cover UNC or, like, Joe Ovies, I guess. Ovies or Obies, 99-9 the fan in North Carolina. Um, Had this to say right after the win and, and what it means, perhaps, to that area? Look,
0: I was at Cameron Indoor Stadium for Carolina ruining Coach K's Final home game. And it was a surreal moment to see 96 former Duke players behind the Duke bench kind of processing in real time, like, oh, damn, Carolina's actually going to pull this off, and this night's going to get forever ruined. I didn't think the rivalry could get topped. I thought I saw the pinnacle of it in person, right? In our area, people have been talking about the hypothetical of Duke and Carolina meeting in a Final Four or a championship game as like a mental exercise, right? I don't think anybody really wanted it because they understand the implications of what would happen if somebody won and somebody lost, right? The highs and the lows. Who's going to be able to talk smack forever? I didn't think they were going to meet in this. I I did not think they were going to meet in the Final Four tonight. I really did. I thought, you know, maybe St. Peter's catches Carolina. I I didn't think it was going to happen. So for it to actually happen tonight, I was legit nervous.
2: Uncle Earl, thank you for giving us a buzz here. Sir, how are you? Hey, Goose. What
7: you got? Hey, happy Monday, man. Happy uh, Monday. Uh, take a Boston some bread, beans, and smoked sauces tonight. Mm.
2: Goosey.
7: Thanks, yes, sir. Huh? Uh, do you do your beans every Monday, Goose, or what? You got to do your beans every Monday. Uh,
2: if I have time. If I have time, Uncle Earl. <laughs>
7: I, can, I'm short on it runners, a dude. lot
2: of times when when you got a five year old. I'm responsible for dropping off and picking up from school. I, I need time to, to to do it right. You know what I'm saying?
7: Goose, you got the blue runners in a can. They just as good, baby. <laughs> there, there you go, man. What you got? Hey, Goose. The, uh, I don't want to talk about the Saints because they they get me. Cut. We we still ain't Matthew's still out there, right? Wide receivers. So so <laughs> I'm done with him right now. I'm done. So you, you still can't get that. over that, huh? You are still bothered by it? Now, I'm by, I'm by and I'm by and my Tigers in baseball it it's
2: That didn't uh, go so well.
7: It, no, it's not going well. So you know what? It's up <laughs> to the birds, man. And I, I was watching them the other night. Man man, it goose, it seems like they only like a, a, a point guard away and and another dominant and then we don't have Zion from being a a pretty damn good basketball team, man. Um they uh and having another, with B.I. and McCullum, I mean, and I like that, that the center guy, I mean, they got a pretty darn good team. What I'm confused about, Goose, the playing game. Now, mm-hmm. is that one game, do or die, to go, and if you win that, is that going to be between Memphis, uh, Memphis. the Clippers? Oh, no, no, no. And you mean Minnesota? Somebody- Minnesota. I'm yeah, sorry.
2: Memphis, the second seed. <laughs> Memphis is no. Oh, Memphis bad. is nowhere near the, um, yeah. the play-in. All right. So this is, this is how it goes. All right? Let me explain it to you. So the top six teams don't have to worry about anything. They're locked in. Okay. Seeds seven, eight, nine, and ten currently in your standings. They're in the play-in scenario. So Minnesota, as that seven, they got a four or five game lead over the Clippers. They're 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 locked in. So it's going to be 7 versus 8. It's going to be the T-Wolves taking on the Clippers. Pels can't catch the Clippers. They're 5 out. There's only 4 to play. So Minnesota will play the Clippers in a play-in game. The loser is not eliminated because they will play the winner of the 9-10 matchup. Right now that's the Pelicans hosting the Spurs. New Orleans has a one-game lead on the Spurs. So if the Spurs and Pels play... The winner plays the loser of 7-8. Whoever wins between 7 and 8 is the 7th seed. Whoever wins the game between the loser of 7-8, the winner of 9-10 becomes the
7: 8th seed. that makes sense? So, Goose, that's really two playing games you got to win to actually play. To actually be in the, the first biggest, round, correct. To be in the first round against the top seed, which is Phoenix.
2: Correct. Your, your advantage of being the 8th seed is you can lose that. Play-in game, and you're not eliminated. You get a get a mulligan. You get to play one more game to make sure you're so, still in the playoffs.
7: So you're still in if you like. If we lose against the Spurs, like it's if you're it's done. San Antonio, Your season's Spurs over. Game. You're if oh, you, get one,
2: you get one play-in. That's it. If you lose that okay. nine ten play-in, you're you're worried about the lottery. You're, I mean, for the Pels, yeah. Meaning when I say worried about the lottery, you're worried about what draft pick you can get from the from the Lakers. Um, because if you're in a play-in. Playoff situation again. There's 14 teams that are in the the lottery. So, um, so good. You think
7: yeah. do you think it's going to be San? Is it pretty much going to be San Antonio? We're going to play for the play in the first game.
2: <sighs> hey, look, it's not official yet. I guess in theory, the Spurs can lose all their games, but I, you know what? Let me find out if San Antonio because they won yesterday and the Lakers lost. If San Antonio wins, maybe one more. Because I believe they have the tiebreaker on the Lakers. So, when I look at L.A. and their schedule remaining, they have four games left. Okay? So, they have four games left. The Spurs, I believe, probably should have around the same. They have four games left as well. So, you got a two-game lead with four to play. But I believe the Spurs have the tiebreaker on them which is why they passed him up that day to the Lakers lost. Um So I guess if you do the math, if, you know, one more Laker loss, one more Spurs win with three to play, I, I don't know if the Lakers can catch them. Does that make sense? I, I think the – I mean, yeah. the San Antonio's going to have to lose three of the next four, two in the next four, and, and L.A. can't lose. I, I guess is what – yeah, I mean, but – it, it looks pretty much I mean, them losing yesterday. You know, you heard the graph saying it might have been the, the nail in the coffin. Yesterday was, you know, they're starting to throw dirt. You know what I'm saying? They haven't sealed up the hole just yet, but they're throwing dirt.
7: I was hey Goose, I was watching the 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 game we lost to the Spurs at home. Man, they 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 kind of remind me of the Pelicans a little bit. I mean just a young team. And, and, and but everything they were um, that guy I can't think of everything they were shooting up man was going in so I was how do we match up against them Goose is it is it a good matchup or or, or what
2: you know look you, you've beaten them before and at times you also look like um like it is I I keep referring to them as just that matchup that you know you kind of don't know if if you you sort of want I mean it they don't have a ton of household names for people that probably are going to tune in but I play right. in game and, you know, kind of be a, is Tony Parker still playing? No, he's not. No, you know, Duncan's done yeah. as well. But, I mean, hey, um, Goose, so, I, I, me. I will look, I'll say this. Uh, we'll try to get the graph on this week here as well because he calls them the pop roaches uh, because uh. They, they just <laughs> don't go away. They won't die like cockroaches. So,
7: Hey, Goose, answer me this. Uh, I, I was trying to pick up the game the other night. I got my new smart TV and I got sure. the ESPN Plus and all that crap and everything. I can't even get one Pelicans game on. Like, I don't even know how to find to watch it. Like, Bally's. Uh, you got to get the Ballys you app. Have NBA TV or something, oh, or get the, get the, the
2: Bally's, Ballys app.
7: app. The Ballys app.
2: Ballys. B oh, A. Yeah. Uh huh. Ballys app. Okay, I got
7: that right now. Yeah. Um. Uh, hey, Goose. Mm-hmm. Uh, have a good week. Uh, hey, let's go Pelicans, baby. Let, let Let's do this. Goose, have a good week, baby. Yep
2: no doubt. So yeah, I'm texting the graph right now and I'm right. The San Antonio has the tiebreaker. So they have a two-game lead four to play. So essentially it's three, right? Like if they the Lakers can't finish with the same record as San Antonio, they have to have one more win better. So yeah, one one more win by the Spurs, I think, one more loss by the Lakers for sure. And and, and even if the Spurs lose, I just I don't I don't see how, how that's possible. Now San Antonio's got Denver next, Minnesota, Golden State, and Dallas. <laughs> those aren't exactly the easiest of games. But again, most of your standings are pretty much locked in. So how many of those games will be teams resting? How many of those teams aren't? But for the Spurs, it's at Denver, at Minnesota, host Golden State, at Dallas. Three of the next four. Are on the road. And for the Lakers, again, I, they, they, they can't lose another game this season. And they are at Phoenix next. That is tomorrow at Golden State, OKC and Denver. Now you can sit there and say, look, Phoenix has got it locked up. They're good to go. They've locked the number one seed up. Uh, they're fantastic. If you watched Chris Paul last week they on TNT, they're like, are you going to be resting? He's like, I'm not resting anybody. I think SVP said it on that Wednesday game last week. It's like, we got hoopers. We want to hoop. We want to stay um, geared up, locked in. I think his response to Scott Van Pelt was that he had missed 15 games, remember, with, with his hand injury. So he said he wasn't going anywhere. He was going to play. So I think when you look at it, it sort of works. But anyway, I wanted to play this because, again, I'm not trying to elicit phone calls. I'm just telling you. It's, I'm still enjoying Friday. It is what it is. But, yeah, um, your guy. That's all, folks. Uh, on the Pell's social media team.
5: It is New Orleans, but, um, you know, they get really excited when they beat us. And, you know, their social media team does all this other things. But, you know, we –
2: it is New Orleans. <laughs> all the social media team did was just say that they'd won the game, you know? Um and swept the Lakers during the regular season. Poor a day. It's not going the way it thought it was gonna be. Then yesterday, just you know. Real shame with all these injuries, kept saying it, not <laughs> ticky tack injuries for him as well.
7: Poor Anthony Davis.
2: Poor Anthony Davis. Um, 800-998-1003 take a quick break we we'll come back we'll check in on the intern see how he's doing it's the sports hangover New home for Pelicans basketball ESPN New Orleans
0: an accident with an 18-wheeler can cause king-sized problems and wreck your life if you've been injured by a big rig don't play the game of claims with the insurance companies the king firm attorneys are experienced at handling 18-wheeler crashes and will see king-sized awards for their clients Get the royal treatment you deserve when you ring the king. If you've been in an accident with an 18-wheeler, ring the king at 909-KING. It feels like home. I was surprised.
4: I was definitely surprised.
0: Yep, we had no idea. Totally surprised.
1: Um, can you say jaw drop?
4: Who knew? State Farm, with these great rates?
0: The surprise everyone's talking about is the surprisingly great rates for home and auto insurance from State Farm. Especially when you combine them. When you want the real deal, call State
6: Farm agent Ashley Barriott and cut off today. 985 632 El Paso
3: Mexican Grill and Steakhouse, Highway 1 and Raceland, features fantastic, authentic Mexican food and steaks. They have great lunch specials, Monday to Fridays, plus enjoy happy hour from 3 to 7 p.m. with two-for-one margaritas. And on Fridays, it's two-for-one margaritas from open to close, plus live music on Friday evenings. El Paso Mexican Food and Steakhouse on Highway 1 Raceland. What are you
1: waiting for? Pick up the phone. You might need to be on the show. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengap.
2: Welcome back. Sports Hangover 800-998-1003 is the way to chime into the conversation. If you'd like to call in or you can tweet us at ESPN Radio NOLA as well Well, to get your ideas and thoughts not only on the game back on Saturday, Kansas moving on, knocking out Villanova, but of course the second game, UNC and Duke living up to all those expectations of it being um, you know, one of those games you're going to be talking about for a while and it is. So that sets up tonight in which you got Kansas, a four point favorite against North Carolina. Eight twenty is your tip off. Eight twenty. Jordan, you were there over the weekend as well. I talked about it at the beginning of the show how it just to me it seemed like it was nothing but North Carolina and nothing but Duke. And, you know, they're showing it right now on ESPN, you know, Jordan's left-wing shot in the Dome, and it comparing, I guess, Caleb Loves or 1-1 a national championship. But it's definitely one of those games, one of those shots, one of those moments that people are still going to be talking about for a while.
8: Yeah, absolutely. And as you were kind of mentioning, I, it, it was crazy. It was 70,000-plus people in the Dome over on Saturday, and that's for a basketball game. We were kind of going back and forth, and how crazy that, you know, basically all these guys, that's the most people that they're ever going to play, you know, play in front of again in their entire life so um, the city of New Orleans has been rocking this past weekend um, I've never covered a Final Four and that was something awesome to be able to do uh, we talked to Ed Daniels throughout you know some of the after the game and in, in between um, each matchup but as he said it was one of the best you know sporting events that he witnessed in the in the Superdome so hey that's kind of cool that we were there to go and watch that and see Coach K's last game. And, uh, looks like UNC, um uh, is going to have a lot of bragging rights, uh, basically for, for the, re- for, for all the time saying that they, they defeated, uh, Coach K in his final game.
2: Do you find it odd that, that, I guess I, I, I don't, I'm not saying I don't understand the rivalry because I can't understand it as if you would be if you were obviously a, a Duke person or a North Carolina person, but, to, to hear, like, this game's almost secondary. To be able to hand Coach K that final loss, to be able to make it in the final four, like, I'm telling you, there's... I mean, I played Jerry Stackhouse, you know? Son played there, he played there. They're like, we're good. You win tonight, you win tonight. It's the national championship game. It's nuts when you think about it like that, that it meant that much. Like, I can't ever think of... You know, and again, I understand, even in, in the Saints-Falcons rivalry, there's never been that sort of level and I I guess it would be, you know, with the Falcons in the NFC championship game knocked out, Drew Brees and Sean Payton in their final game. I, I don't I still don't even think it it's to that level. You know what I'm saying? I, I just right. I mean it's hard for me to kind of ever think of a situation where you know the the Falcons or I'm trying to think of another rivalry, you know, even I, I don't know if even if Cubs cards would kind of come down to it. I, I, I just think
8: it's unique in its own thing. Can you think of anything else like that? I mean, may, maybe if it was Drew Brees' last home game and then, uh, I mean, they can't even meet up in the Super Bowl. So I mean, you can't even, it's, it's kind of hard. I mean, NFC championship game, like you were saying to go to the Super Bowl, Falcons and, and Saints, and it's Drew Brees' last, you know, year, but. I mean, I don't think there's anything that really comes close to it. And that was the first time that these two teams met in the tournament. So for it to be that level of intensity and have that much implication just on basically history, uh, was, is, was amazing to see. And also North Carolina was the same team to defeat, uh, Coach K in his final game, uh, in the regular season. So I mean, it's just, it's, it's kind of crazy just to how everything went down.
2: Um obviously some Saints fans that are that are waiting for are you excited? Are you excited that New Orleans uh can open its doors to players today? Starting today, players can go in. Mike Thomas can come in, start his rehab or show everybody as like he can work out the facility if you like instead of leaving Malibu. But you know, today I, today is ready to go. Are you ready? It's not
8: it's not bubble the monkey time.
2: Huh? No, I'm I'm not reporting on anything. I'm it's, just telling you, today no. the doors are open. Like the access it is no longer access denied when you put your fingerprint on it. Like you can go into the facility and, you know, an official Saints personnel member. Remember, Dennis Allen, uh, you know, kind of revamped it, you know, hire the Alabama guy. Like today you can go in and actually meet who he is, start your workout programs, do all those different things, Jordan.
8: Huh? Huh? Gus come on it's it's another another day. It's another day.
2: You think it's just another day? Man. I thought for sure you'd be excited that PJ Williams signed a one year deal uh for his eighth season um with the Saints.
8: Good good. awesome. Back on Saturday. Really? That's,
2: that's, that's all you got, well, huh? I, was,
8: I mean, I wanna, I, I wanna see them on the field. I don't care if they're able to walk into a building. You could go walk into a Chick-fil-A right now. It's the same thing. They're walking to a building. Wow. Just, they're starting wow. things off right now. Really? Just, you're... they're just getting things kicked off. There's nothing that's really happening, Gus.
2: Okay. What about, uh, have you ordered your Jaleel Johnson jersey? No. You don't even know who that is, do you? That is the Dallas, Dallas, Dallas. That is the defensive tackle from the Houston Texans that signed a one-year deal with the Saints.
8: No, but I, I haven't. No, I have not, Gus. <laughs> Do you even know remotely what Jaleel Johnson looks like? No.
2: Okay, I, I'm not picking on you because I probably, I'm going to say 98% of Saints fans don't eat, but, but their moves, their moves, Aren't these the moves that, move. aren't these the moves that you know that you would like here in, no hmm?
8: The move like you said, Gus, they're moves. I mean hey, I like the you know, staying active right. throughout this time period, but I mean it's nothing to say, oh my god, is that move's gonna bring us to the Super Bowl?
2: Well, John Sigler, managing editor of Saints Wire, he and Ross Jackson retweeted it, put this up there on Saturday after these two latest championship moves. Um, right now he looks at his uh his roster as he sees it. Seventy of the ninety offseason spots are filled. Twenty left to go. Twenty left to go. There it's go. a signing. Twenty. It's a signing. I mean it's what not over the weekend, or I think yesterday somebody put that, that same picture of a photoshop Tyron Matthew kinda of crouched near a sideline and he he liked that photo again. Look. You know what? Um, stop
8: liking all these I'm <laughs> it, it, why don't you just, you and the Saints come to a deal and let's mm-hmm. just get this thing on the roll. I'm tired of seeing all these are you, eye emojis on my Twitter feed. Are you? Either, either, either make the deal or not.
2: So here's the thing. Did, did, did you see the sit down Tyron Matthew had in which he basically, I, I'm not going to say begging to, to be with your New Orleans Saints, but, um, you know, he brings up that he would, it would, it, it's a deal that would kind of make sense. At least for him. Did you see that video back over the weekend? You know what I'm talking about? Yes. Yeah. Um, how, how should Saints fans feel about that one?
8: I mean, I'm sure, if he wants to be with the Saints, I mean, I, I, I'm sure, you know, usually Saints fans are also LSU fans. So I couldn't imagine there being a problem mm-hmm. with the Saints bringing in Tyron Matthew.
2: There's nothing I can do to make you better, huh? Make you feel better about the lack of offseason. I feel bad. Like Ralph Marlboro is, is not doing well. I mean, I, I, somebody needs to make sure he's okay. Look, like he's quote tweeting Nick Underhill. Nick Underhill and he just tweeted, Hey, today is a perfect. this is exact. This is how we did four hours ago. Nick, Saints can start phase one of the offseason program today. This portion of the offseason consists of rehab and training, no football activities. Ralph, no football activities in quotes describes the entire Saints 2022 offseason and now in all caps perfectly. Like he's, he's not happy. He's not happy, Jordan. He's not happy. Well, guess
8: what? You know what you can be happy about? Even though the Pelicans did, you know, did do bad last night, you can, you can enjoy the Pelicans. Don't worry about the Saints right now. Who cares if they're making a signing here, or making a signing there. Well, hey, who cares? I have a chance to make it into the playoffs. That's all I care about right now.
2: Man, that is uh it's unbelievable, man. You just um Just can't let it go, can you? So it's not even summer
8: oh. yet, Gus. And hey, well,
2: let me ask you this. Because I kind of do get the sense and feel. They signed Tyron Matthew. That changes your entire outlook in the entire offseason.
8: No, I'm not I never said that changes the entire outlook. I mean, I guess it, it changes a outlook, but it's not gonna be like Oh, this is a champion. This is—I mean, it's a move. Okay, it's a—it's a—it's a move. Forward. That's was, how you look at it. Just it's step, just a move. Just step forward in the right direction. How about that?
2: Okay, all right. Just uh, you know, thought you would um, it'd feel a little bit differently. You know, that's all.
8: Then I can get you on that, huh? Pelican—it's Pelican's time right now. Who do
2: you like tonight? Who do you like tonight?
8: Uh, give me you. Give me North Carolina.
2: They're going, yeah. At this point, they just—I I think they're riding the momentum. Look, you heard it, and I said this last week. I wasn't trying to be disrespectful to Bill Self and all that, but you heard it himself in that Jay Billis preview that I played at the start of the show. You heard it. He said this would validate all the conference titles, validate all the number one seeds. Like I, I've brought this up before. I—I I know it sounds ludicrous to say, um. That he's underachieved because you look at the man's resume, what Kansas has done since he's been there. I mean, they're always either a number one seed or the Big 12 champs. I get that. That said, they're always the Big 12 champs and they're always a number one seed. That he's got one. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying, like, I I have felt that. So it was, I, I find it very intriguing, actually, and honest, that he said that. You know, you hear him saying it's going to validate. And he went down the list of all the, all of his accomplishments and all the accomplishments of that program. And I agree. I think it's a, it's a big game for them. And dude, I'll say this. If you, um, if you're UNC, you get this one. Like I'm trying to think of all the national championships that Dave won and and the big key moments and things that nature. I mean, am I over? I, I saw, the only reason I'm bringing up is I saw Are somebody. you saying
8: greatest of all time. Okay, well,
2: I saw somebody
8: Bees put, listen, yeah, no,
2: yeah. no, 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 it's not me. That's so what I'm saying. I don't know. I need, I need, I need a UNC person to tell me how they would feel about this, but I saw somebody this morning already say that if they beat Kansas tonight and it, especially like in dramatic fashion, Caleb Love hits a three, that it would pass Jordan's shot over George. I'm just, why, why you have your hand? Of
8: the moment. No, I'm not
2: I I'm just asking you because again, keep in mind to get to this game, what they had to do. Yeah, they had, they, they had knocked had out Coach K. Started.
8: I'm just I'm just saying. I I uh, it would be interesting. Last time Kansas last time Kansas was here in two thousand twelve, they lost to Kentucky. Why don't you so post really
2: post that up for me? Post that up for me as a question of the day. What would, would this be the greatest North Carolina national championship ever if they went to it? Yeah, we
1: go.
2: What? I'm just saying go ahead and do it. Jordan the intern, ladies and gentlemen. Our number one is in the books. The sports hangover in in New Orleans.